name, God, because you are truly high and exalted, God. God, we thank you, God, that everything that we do, God, we do it unto you. We honor you, God. And being that we're honoring you, you're blessing the works of our hands, God. And God, I thank you on today that no weapon formed against us on today shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, thou shalt condemn in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God, for the blood of Jesus that covers us right now in the name of Jesus. God, I only apply what I know, God, that we already have. The blood of Jesus covers us, God, from every attack, from every assignment that the enemy would bring at us, that he would bring at our children. I thank you for the blood. God, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So I thank you, God, for what your son did on our behalf, God. He did what we could not do. For he who knew no sin became sin for us. So we could become the righteousness of God in him. So in him we move. In him we live. And in him we have our being on today. And God, as I go forth, God, to bring forth your word, God. To represent you on today. I humbly submit myself to you. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And you shall get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray your hearts are open and receptive to hear what God has to say. Because it's not about me, it's all about him. And I want him to be glorified in everything that I do and and for him. I'm going to go over um, what we went over last week. I'm talking about the wisdom of God. And in these times, we need the wisdom of God. Amen. To get through what's going on around us. Go with me back to the book of Daniel. And Daniel, the second chapter. I want to go to um, verse 10. And I'm going to end at verse 11. Daniel, the second chapter, beginning at verse 10, and I'm going to end at verse 11. When we get there, let us say amen. 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 The The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore, there is no king, lord, nor ruler. That ask such things that any musicians, musician or astrologer or Chaldean. And it is a rare thing that the king required. And there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. You may be seated. I'm going back over this again because I want to make sure all of us are on one accord to understand that. To live in these trying times, you need the wisdom of God. You need to know what God has to say on everything that's going on in your life, in your lives. And God will give you wisdom from him for others. That's just how much God loves us. Even when others don't know, God will use other people to give you what you need. So when God took me back over this, this is what hit me so. When we look at verse 10, it says, 
the wise men, astrologers. Now I want you to look at all of these men that the king called in for them to tell him something that he could not even tell them what he dreamed. See, he had a dream. The dream, it agitated him. It troubled him, but he did not know what he had dreamed. How many of us have dreamed a dream and when we got up, we was very troubled. We was very agitated. We knew it was something that God wanted us to know in that dream, but we just could not pull that dream, you know, remember what the dream was. And it agitated us because we knew there's a message in this dream and I need to know what's being said in this dream. So King Nebuchadnezzar, what he did, he knew that he had people that was around him that supposed to help him with things in this matter. He knew that he had the wise men, which are the astrologers. Those astrologers, y'all know, they'll look at the stars and they'll go off the stars or go off things that are in the sky to tell you what's going on around you or what should happen. So he says, surely they should be able to tell me. Then the king called forth musicians. Y'all know what musicians do. They do illusions and all of this stuff, taking rabbits out of a hat, doing all of this. He called forth them. He called forth the what? Soothsayers. He called forth um, wise men, astrologers. He called forth all of these people because he said, you supposed to know what's troubling me. So he was leaving this up to to man. Look at how in today's world, how many of us that are born again, that are born of God, and we still looking up to man and not looking up to God. Why is that? The reason being is because we don't know who we are and what we have now that we're in him. When you don't know who you are and what you have, you're going to look to man all the time for man to fix you, for man to complete you, for man to give you everything that you need. You're going to look to man. But the day you find out who you really are, your new identity. See, this is what we've been talking about. We got people that are born again and they're not recognizing I have a new identity. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Then he breaks it down and said, he's saying old things have passed away. But what he wants us to focus on is the behold, all things have become new. So if you don't take the time to say, Holy Spirit, what are these old things that have passed away? See, it wasn't put in the Bible just for you to skim through it and not ask the Holy Spirit some questions. Because what you don't know will not be able to help you. Whatever you know is what's going to help you. What you don't know will kill you. So this is why we have to know what the word of God is saying to us. We just don't go in the word and read it and say, I done something. You can read it, but after you read it, there need to be some meditation. There need to be some illumination. 
There need to be some light coming from the word. There need to be some study of the scripture. So as we're studying and as we're meditating, we're getting the understanding of what God is saying. As we get knowledge and understanding, God is going to open up his wisdom and show us what to do with what we have learned, y'all. The problem with the church is we want title. But we don't want to go into the word and have light shined upon the word to let us know what the word of God is really saying. We pick and choose what we want to go on. But if your life is not lining up with what you're speaking, you don't know. Don't tell me something you don't know and you're not living it. Don't tell me there's a God and you're putting your whole trust in man and not the God that you say you know. Come on, somebody. Don't tell me you know him so well, but you're dodging in and out. You're like a windshield wiper. There should be a time in our life that when we read the word of God, when we read the word of God, it's it's showing us what other people went through and what they did to get through it. And my Bible tells me it was God that helped them. Man couldn't do it. But we take what we want out of the word of God to justify us doing stuff outside of what his words say. Come on, I'm going to lay it down. We find a verse of scripture to justify why we didn't stand on what God said. My Bible tells me, the God I know, he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Whatever is written is not going to be altered. It's not going to change. I don't care how much you cry. I don't care how much you do what you think you need to do to change it. It's not going to change. God is faithful to the faithless. No matter what you do, and that is proven because we could not save ourselves, y'all. No man on this earth could save us. Your salvation did not come from man. Your salvation come from God. He had to leave his throne. Because he could not find a man on earth without sin. He could not find nobody on earth to be the perfect sacrifice. So you tell me, why did this king Nebuchadnezzar think that he can call all of these men before him to tell him something only God knows? Because he don't know the God we serve. This is what's happening. So when God come off his throne. He came off his throne to die for everybody. See our problem is we put sin in categories. We got big sin. We got little sins. We got medium sins. We got big sins. And then we got gigantic sins. So we list these sins. So if I am not a prostitute. And I'm a liar. See, I'm better than the prostitute. Or if I'm a murderer and, and, and you a liar, then the liar is better than the murderer. Uh-uh. That's not how it works in God's eyes. God said if you break one law, you broke them all. If you lie, you already a murderer. If you steal, you already committed adultery. You done committed them all. See, we put homosexuality at the top of the chart. 
And a lie is just like a homosexual. But we make a big thing out of these things in the church instead of showing them the love of God and how he died for every sin. Not one, but he died for all. He didn't leave one out. That's unconditional love. See, we look at killing babies is wrong. Yes, it is. Homosexuality is wrong. Yes, it is. But being a liar is just as wrong. Yes, it is. Let's tell it right. He who knew no sin became sin for us, for me, for you. So we could become the righteousness of God through him, not through you. So when I stand before my father, I don't stand before him as apostle, as pastor, as teacher, as evangelist, as prophet. I stand before him in a name that's above every name. A name that he's going to recognize. I stand before you in the name of Jesus so you see him. You don't see me. So everything I need is based on that name, not mine. So I know I can come to you boldly to the throne. No matter what I've done, I can come to you because I know how it works now. It works outside of me, God. I recognize that. So you still got to give me what belonged to me because of him and not because of me. Because I am hidden in Christ. My life is hidden in Christ. So are you beholding the new me now? See, old me ain't about me no more. I got crucified with Christ. When Christ come up, rose, I rose with him in a new life in Christ. I don't go on my old life. See, you don't let people come up on you and let people dictate to you, oh, you, yeah, you, you the same person you used to be, you used to prostitute, I know who you were. But you ain't based in your life on who you were. You based in your life on who you are now that you in him. Don't let them bring condemnation to your house. Because now that you in Christ, there is therefore no condemnation to those that are in Christ, according to Romans, the eighth chapter, beginning at verse one. And it says to those who's walking according to the spirit and not to the flesh. So see, we have a new identity. But with that new identity, knowing who you are, you still got to go further with that. Our problem is with the church is we stop at being born again. And we don't even know all what we have now that we're born again. We don't know the benefits that we have now that we're part of the kingdom. Everything you need that you're born again is in you. Heaven is in you. The kingdom of God is in you. Why when Jesus come to earth, came to earth, Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Why would Jesus say that? Repent mean you need to have a change of mind. Your mindset need to be changed. God's kingdom have come here on earth. So Jesus came to show the kingdom to give them a change of mind. Church, if we don't show the kingdom of God... The way God's kingdom is supposed to be set up, people are not going to want what you have. 
When you're acting like the world and doing what the world does, they're thinking this is what salvation is. But it's not. You're supposed to be different. We're in the world, but we're not of the world, so we don't do what the world does. They're supposed to look at us differently. Our communication is not like the world's communication. And I want to say this. We watch television. All of us do. Some of us watch the news more than other people watch the news. Some of us watch sitcoms more than other people watch sitcoms. Some people watch musical videos. Some people playing games all day long. Everybody got their way of doing things during the day, right? Even up, up until the night. But guess what? When we watch these programs, we fine tune ourselves into what we're watching. And the more we watch it, that's what we come to believe. Don't get silent on me. Knowing the truth is what's going to make you free. But see, I'm up here broadcasting today from heaven. I'm up here giving you some news that's coming from heaven. And the news that God bring you from heaven, some people don't want to hear that because they're so set on what the world has said that they want to come in and cut you down. They want to cut you down because they feel like you shouldn't be talking like that. You see what's going on around you and you telling people that you need to put a little bit more in there to let people know, well, if you want to do this, no. I'm putting it the way the word want it to be put. You do not come down because of how people feel. It ain't about feeling. It's about truth. Knowing the truth is what's going to make you free. Even if they cut me up. Even if they tear me down, God is standing up. They died for truth. Nobody want to die for truth. You want to have friends more than you have the truth. You want to have the world more than you have the truth. The reason why is because some of us get joy out of serving the world. We get joy out of people looking up to what we're saying. But if what you're saying ain't making no sense, I don't want to hear it. I get a spiritual anger when I hear people making no sense when I know what the word says. I get so angry on the inside and not an anger that hates the person. An anger to know you putting down my God. You telling me what my God can't do. He's done too much for me. To allow you to disrespect the God that's in me. I represent him. When you see me, you see him. You're supposed to. You are a three-part being. Spirit. Soul and body. The real you that got saved was your spirit. That's where being born again took place. And everything that you need to live a life here on earth was deposited in your spirit. That's why your spirit is sealed until the day of redemption. Devil can't touch your spirit, y'all. But he can cause havoc all day long with your soul. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's why when you get some feelings like, I feel alone, 
I feel like I don't have nobody. I feel like everybody's doing something that I'm not doing, that I'm not capable of doing. I just feel like I'm not going to make it. Everything that I do, it don't seem like it's right. I just feel like I'm never going to have a husband. I just feel like I'm never going to have children. I just feel like I'm just not going to have a high-paying job. I just feel like my husband don't love me. I feel like my wife don't respect me. I just feel so incomplete. I just need some help, Lord. And the Lord is saying, I don't hear that. That's not my language. That's not who you are. That's not. And see, the Holy Spirit is the one that's supposed to remind you. He only testifies to the truth. This is why you have to have the Holy Spirit. This is why Jesus left the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can tell you what you have now that you're in Christ. But he can't tell you outside of the word. So if you're not drawing off of what the word is saying, the Holy Spirit is not going to agree with that. He only agrees to truth. He only reminds you of truth. He represents Jesus when Jesus was on the earth, when he walked with those disciples. Jesus was there to teach them. Jesus was there to comfort them. The Holy Spirit represents everything that Jesus done when he walked the earth. So when I need help. I have to draw off of the Holy Spirit. I have to ask the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, he will help me because that's his job. So what he's going to do, he's pulling off of what's already in me and he's bringing forth what I need to live the life I need to live here on earth. He's giving me some wisdom. But if you don't know what you have, you still expecting man. Sometimes we sit down and we wait on man to tell us. Come on, y'all. We put so much trust in man when we go to them. We don't do nothing but sit by the phone and wait for them to tell us if it's okay. Let's just be honest. We want to make sure that they tell us it's okay. But that's man. See, this is what was happening in Daniel Day. Let me back up a little bit. See, Daniel was with the Babylonians. The reason why Daniel was with the Babylonians is because when God told them what not to do, they wouldn't listen to God. See, some of them were serving other gods. Now, see, Daniel, he wasn't a part of that, but guess what? He went into captivity with it. God got a plan. See, some of y'all know what's happening in this world today. You're not part of what the world is doing, but you're in the midst of what the world is doing. So it's affecting you in some kind of way. So God needs somebody in Daniel's time to stand up for him, to bring forth him, to let them know there is no other God above my God. So he had to have somebody in that day and time to bring him forth. To let them know there is no other God but the God that I serve. So you in crisis right now. You seeing things that's going on with COVID-19 and then the other thing that's coming from the COVID-19. And it's going to be something coming from that. You're going to always have names that's going to pop up here on this earth. But God is going to have men and women in the midst of you to give you wisdom from God to let you know what to do. Because I'm here to tell you man is going to tell you save yourself. We can't save you. We don't know. Do not wait for man to tell you to save yourself. You should already know that the blood of Jesus is what's already saved you. 
You don't wait on man to punch. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You don't wait on man to conjure up something. You don't wait on man to do that. They can put anything in something to say they done what they need to do. That's why you need God wisdom whether or not you should take anything from man. No, I didn't tell you not to take no shot. I'm just giving you the word. I'm giving you the word. I'm telling you what the word of God is telling you. And when you come back at me, you coming at God and woe be the one that's going to try to come back at me today because I had enough. God is using me and using others to let you know he's God. Don't come against the messenger because you coming against him. And when you come against him, he said, vengeance is mine. I shall repay. The very one you come against would be the very one that's speaking over you when you can't move. The very one that's telling you outside of what you said, God is still God and he still loved you. Come on, Daniel was with the Babylonians. Daniel didn't do like the rest of them done. But Daniel was in captivity with the rest. But God knew. He said, even though you in captivity, he said, I'm going to use you to reveal my glory. I want to tell some of y'all in here today, the ones that's truly standing for God. God said, I'm going to use you to reveal my glory. And everything that come at you, it's going to come at you for real. It's going to come at you. It's going to hit you. It's going to try to knock you flat. But God's going to raise you back up. Come on. Because God's going to let you know no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Because you have everything that you need. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds and casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You better know who you are. It's going to get worse. Why do you think God got me preaching so hard? To prepare you. And some of y'all act like God ain't talking. You still doing what you're doing. You still listening to ignorant folks. That don't know God. God's wisdom ain't ignorant. Yeah, I said it. He take the foolish things to conform the wise. See, we listen in the people that got fear in their talk. Fear in their walk. We're listening to people that's trying to fix it themselves. God's already fixed it. It's a hidden mystery. The reason why it's a hidden mystery, because the only way he opened it up is through his spirit. And if you don't have the spirit of God, God ain't opening up nothing to you. That's why these people. Let me read it again. Let's read verse 10 again. The Chaldeans answered before the king. 
and said, there is not a man. They said it. Upon the earth that can show the king's matter. These were the ones that he had standing before him. They said, there's not a man on this earth that can tell you what you want us to tell you. Therefore, there's no king. Listen what they're saying. Lord, nor ruler that asks such things that any musician or astrologer or Chaldean. They broke it down. And it's a rare thing. That the king requires, and there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not in the flesh. Come on, they, they're telling the king, we can't tell you. We cannot tell you what you dream unless you tell us to dream and we can give you some interpretation. It was a hidden mystery. The only way that could be revealed is through the spirit of God. They said... Gods. See, in today's world, they put God amongst the gods. Y'all didn't know? Everybody got a God. So they put God amongst the God, and God is above. He's Elohim. He's the most high God. See, some of us Christians only know who he is. So we just take what we can get. We don't know which God is speaking to us. <laughs> Because they try to make it sound just like the word of God. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. You need discerning of spirit so you'll know what spirit it is of. Some of you want the gifts of the spirit. And the evidence is the speaking in tongues. But y'all, some people saying, you don't need that. Don't follow those people. That's a lie from the pit of hell. See what you're saying? You're telling them they don't need something that when Jesus walked this earth, Jesus was baptized. He had the gifts of the spirit. He was full of the spirit of God. And that's when his ministry began. His ministry did not begin until the power of God from on high rested upon him because he came in the flesh. The word became flesh and dwelled among us and we beheld his glory. Full of mercy and truth. So if Jesus had to have it, why are we listening to people to say you don't have to have it? That's a lie. And when you believe that lie so long, that's what you go out and tell other people and it become real to them. Because their hearts become hardened to that. So Daniel, God put Daniel in place. God got his people in place. For such a time as this, God put Daniel in place so he can be there to let the people know that I'm still God. I'm still on the same. Even though you in the midst of this, I'm still on the same because I'm in you. Everywhere we go, God is in us and God said, let me out. Let me out. But you can't let him out when you don't know he's in you. When you don't know that he's real yourself, when you're trying to pay Pete, bar from Peter to pay Paul and don't know that God has already supplied that need for the day that you're in, but you're still trying to call Peter. And God said, just call on me. I'll answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know. I'll take little for you and I'll make it much. God said, but I need for you to trust me. See, the wisdom that Jesus had, it come from God. He said, whatever I see my father do, he said, that's what I do. I don't do nothing outside my father. 
Because he knew everything come from the father. So he was showing his father here on earth. That's why I say you got to know him as father. You got to have such a relationship with him as father when it's so heavy that you can't bear it. I don't know about y'all. Have you ever been in a situation that gets so heavy? You just feel like you don't know which way to turn. You can't sit down. You can't stand up. You can't walk. You can't do nothing. You can't talk. You even get so you can't even moan and groan no more. You don't know what to do. You just at a standstill. That's when the Holy Spirit says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He give you a little uh, a pick up. He'll pick you up. And as he picked you up, you begin to raise your hands. You begin to glorify him. You begin to say, God, you're still good outside of what I see. I'm not denying what I see. I'm not denying COVID-19. I'm not denying what they say is out here. But I know what you said. I know who you are. Why is it that we can listen to news reports so well and don't miss it? But when it comes to the word, we miss it. We miss it. The reason why we miss it, because we ain't in it like we should be. Because this word should be over everything that man is saying. Going back. These men that stood before the king could not tell him anything. They said, there's no man that can tell you. Why do I keep addressing that? I keep addressing that to let the church know. You're in a time that man can't save you. And when you go to man, man is so arrogant, they ain't going to come down. But you're going to find out. That we're in a time that man is getting tired. And man is going to finally admit. I'm not God. Just like Hannah. When Hannah wanted a baby so bad. And she was crying to her husband. Because the other woman was having children and she wasn't having none. Elkanah began to tell her. Don't put me in the place of God. That's what he was saying. He said, I'm not the one who closed your womb. See, she was looking at him. He knew I ain't shooting, I'm not shooting blanks. Come on, let's lay it down. Don't you put me. He had sense enough to know, do not put me in the place of God. We're putting man in the place of God. You know why? Because we see them. We hear them. But we're supposed to hear God. We suppose, don't get mad at me. This is the problem with the church. We got division in the church. Bad. We got division in the church. How is it that we're taught the same thing? And you got some people believing what they're taught. And you got other people saying, don't be crazy. Don't be no fool. You calling God a fool. Don't be crazy. Don't be no fool. Don't go up in there. But here you are at work, Burger King, Golden City, drive-thrus, bathrooms, because you got to go on the side of the road to go pee. And bathrooms don't know who cleaned them. You at banks, you at dentist offices and act like they can save you. They just a dentist. You everywhere. You at your doctor's appointments, act like they can save you. They don't even clean their equipment. 
But you telling people don't come to the house of God. What if I was a pastor say, quit your job. Don't go there. I don't care if you're masked up. What if nurses and doctors say, I ain't going in no hospital. Ooh, ooh. I ain't going to no doctor's offices. Ooh, ooh. I ain't going to no dentists. Uh-uh. I'm not going up in there. I'm going to stay shut up in my house too. Let's thank y'all. Because it's coming a time. Every office is going to be open. And your aunt's ain't going to be found in there. God is telling you something now. And I believe the last time God told you something, it did come to pass. It did. Why is God taking all this time to forewarn you? Because God loves you. God is saying, prepare yourself in this word. The more you sit down and talk to a person, the more faith you have for that person. Because they spit out stuff and they tell you what they believe. Faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God. Faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. God said he want us to take him at his word. Daniel took God at his word no matter how bad it looked. Daniel was in the midst of all that stuff. This is what Daniel did. The king was so furious because none of these people that was in his kingdom that he thought that could give him that answer did not give him the answer. So he said, and this is what they do. See, this is how they try to get people with money, with gifts. The king said, if you can tell me what I dreamed, I will give you this. He, w- he was telling them the gifts because, see, money talks. So if you tell people you're giving them so much, they're going to come up with something to get the money. But they knew your money can't even help us to tell you. So he said, kill them all. He was so mad, he said, kill them. What good are they to me? They can't tell me what I need. So kill them all. So Daniel was in the bunch that was going to be killed with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. All them was in that bunch. But when Daniel got wind of all of that, this is what I love. This is where the church is failing. And it's with prayer. The church is doing, well, let me say this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Some people are praying, but you're praying amiss because you ain't praying according to the word. You're praying according to your flesh and fear. So what Daniel did, he went and got three of his companions. The ones that he knew that knew God just like he did. I'm going to tell you this. Quit hooking up with people just because they're spitting out the word and they're ignorant. Oh, somebody mad now. Somebody mad? It don't make me no difference. You know why? Because I'm going to tell you the truth. People can know the word or say they know the word and you in prayer with them. And as soon as something horrific happens, oh Lord, you better do this. Are you the same one that was praying with me and you telling me to do this before you telling me about the word? Are you the same one that was in my prayer circle. Now the storm is coming. And I don't. So where you at? Where, where you go? Have y'all seen sister so and so? 
But you the one saying, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your steps. Where you at? I ain't stupid. I went home and done what they told me to do. You better know who you hooking up with. So Daniel knew who to go to. He told them, we're going to ask of our God concerning this matter. They didn't just say this hoping something would happen. They said it because they knew when we go to God, he tell us, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. When you call on me, Daniel, I'm going to answer you. I'm going to show you great and mighty things that you don't know. But I need for you to call on me. I need for you to know that I'm your God. There is no other God above me. That's what I need for you to know, that I'm your father. I need for you to trust me more than you trust in what he said. Yes, they want to take your life. But in me, there is abundant life. I am your source of life. Daniel didn't care. He said, either way, I'm going to be with him. So they prayed. And guess what? That night, in a vision, God showed up and showed out to Daniel and told him about the king's dream. That was a hidden mystery. Even though some of us have the spirit of God in us, God can't show you nothing. Because you don't know what you got. Just like if my husband was hiding a million dollars. And I'm going to the bank to try to get money to pay off some stuff. And he got a million dollars. He money. Don't want to share it with she money. So I'm going to the bank trying to make things work. And I'm crying out this ain't happening. I'm crying out and saying we need the money. We need the money. And he just act like it is all right. I'm just crying out. He got the million dollars and I'm looking at the bank. Ain't nothing in the bank. So I'm going to go get a loan. But he's calm and cool as a cucumber. He knew what we had. I didn't know what we had because there was no communication. But he didn't share with me what we had. So I'm looking crazy. But he's looking calm and I'm going to him and saying, why are you so calm when you know they're coming to do this and they're coming to do that? And he look at me and he say, because I told you a long time ago what I was doing and what we had, but you refused to listen. Now you're ready to listen. I can share with you that we got more than enough to do what we need to do. Because now I want to take the time because everything is in chaos. Sometime in chaos, you find out who God is. Sometime in your difficult situations, when it looked like God ain't moving, that's when you find out that he is who he say he is. So Daniel, God revealed it to him. Daniel knew it was wisdom from God. And guess what? It worked out for Daniel and Daniel got promoted. How are you going to get promotion from God and you're not even trusting God? You wait no man to give you something when you know promotion don't come from the east, from the west, but it comes from God who builds up and who pulls down. So our trust have to be in him in such a time like this that we're saying, God, no matter what's going on, I still got to trust you. 
I got to put my trust in you. That's when God opens up his wisdom. When we seek him. This is why David told his son Solomon, know the Lord, your God. He said, you got to get to know him, son. That's why he says wisdom is the principal thing, son. But in all you're getting, get understanding. He began to explain to Solomon what comes through wisdom. Riches come through wisdom, Solomon. So when Solomon was getting ready to get set up to be king, Solomon didn't ask for riches. He knew he needed the wisdom of God to run the kingdom. So God gave him what he asked and even gave him more because he didn't even look at his enemies. He just wanted to know God's wisdom, how to go in, how to come out. Some of us, when we go into prayer, we're asking God to be debt free. Without wisdom, you'll never be debt free. You got to pull off of what will get you debt free. Because God said, if you can't be trusted with 50, why am I going to give you 500? When you can't even give me the first of what you have, why are you asking me for more? When you can't even take care of your family with what you got because you want to look like a pretty boy, a pretty woman. I'll say a handsome boy. How can I give you more? Those prayers are selfish prayers. I don't answer selfish prayers because they don't line up with my word. Lord, pay off these credit cards and I pay my tithes. Strike that. Don't even put it in the name of Jesus with that. That don't line up with the word. <laughs> you supposed to seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, his way of doing things. My Bible said then all of these things will be added unto you. You supposed to do it God's way first. That's the wisdom of God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. When you honor God, you have the wisdom of God. Because you're doing what God wants you to do and you're not going outside of what God is telling you to do. Why do you think that Jesus, they saw all these miracles? Because he didn't go outside of God. When that woman came to Jesus with the issue of blood... When this woman was bleeding, y'all, for 12 years nonstop, come on, spent all she had on physicians. They couldn't help her. Of course, she can't go to no more. She don't have no money. So she had to say, I got to trust you, God. It's nowhere else I can go but to you. So when she heard the word of God, so you got to hear the word just like you're hearing today. So she began to depend on what she heard and she began to build up within herself. If I could just touch, she wasn't worrying about nobody else. Her focus was on getting to the word, getting to Jesus outside of what her body was going through. With that issue, that woman did not even supposed to be out in public. She's supposed to have been in lockdown according to the law because she was unclean. She was nasty. But she said outside of how people see me. I know I got to get to the word because that's the only way I'm going to be made whole. And she had to push her way through the crowd. How many of us are pressing to get to this word? 
How many of us are getting rid of everything else to get into this word because we know this, this is where life is. How many of us is turning down our plate? How many of us is turning down, going to the mall, going to the movie, watching Lifetime, turning down stuff and say, I need this word more than I need anything else. Speak, Lord, your servant hears. How many of us is turning down, getting manicures, pedicures, hair done, eyelashes and said, I need this wisdom more than I need this. We set appointments and we keep them set. But the Bible tells me, set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth. This is Colossians chapter 3. When you set your mind on him and not things on this earth, let me tell y'all what happened. Let me tell you what's so glorious about this. When the storms are raging, When your body is in pain, when your children are going through, when your money is acting funny, when your family don't want to have nothing to do with you, when it looks like you're losing your job, because your mind is set on things above, those things don't matter because you know who's keeping. So when all of those things fail, you can still walk with your head up and you can still give God some glory even in the midst of the storm. Y'all don't get it yet. Let me break it down a little bit more. If you prepare yourself before things happen, when they happen, you won't be As devastated as people think you should be. Because you prepared your heart. You guarded your heart with all diligence. Because out of it is the issues of life. How did that begin? My son, pay attention to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Keep them. Wait a minute. I missed one. Which one did I miss? Keeping them before your eyes. Is that how it go? My son, pay attention to my words. Incline thine ear. Incline mean that you're drawing in to what he's saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are what? Life unto all flesh. Life, medicine. That's what the word is. Then once you get the word, God said, you ain't through. He said, I want you to guard what you got. He said, because the enemy going to come in there and try to take it. He said, so every day you got to remind yourself what, who I am and who he ain't. Who I am and who he ain't. You got to remind yourself on a daily basis because, see, the enemy, he's not God. Because the Bible says that if the enemy knew, y'all, 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, if the enemy knew about what the crucifixion would have done, He would not have crucified Jesus. He don't even know the wisdom of God. The world don't know the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God comes through his spirit. And the only way you can get his spirit is by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's when God's wisdom is in you and everything you need comes from God. God will reveal it unto you. But guess what? He's only going to reveal it to those who trust him. Even though it's there, God said, do you trust me? Do you know that I'm 
God? Are you putting man above me? See, God wants you to trust in him and knowing he'll give you what you ask. Going on back to another one in the Bible. His name is Joseph. Y'all know Joseph and his brother Benjamin. Those were the two that he had. Was it by Rebecca? Is it Rebecca? He had them and those were the two he had. And Joseph was special. God was going to use Joseph. Joseph didn't even know the way God was going to use him, but God showed him in dreams and he would share that with his brothers, with his dad. He would share all that. But they looked at Joseph and they hated Joseph because they felt like the dad loved Joseph more. Let me tell you something. Even in family, God has somebody he has picked out that he has chosen for that family, for nations. And it's going to be where the family hate that person, don't want to see that person coming because they're the chosen one. They're the one that God want to use to save the nation by speaking truth into that family. So if you being outcast by your family, give God some glory. Give him honor and give him praise when they hate to see you coming. Now let me get this right. Some of you got big mouths and you need to stay home. Some of you act like you know more than other people. Stay home. Some of you are so prideful that you don't want to humble yourself even though you got Jesus. Still stay home until you get enough of this word where you can be amongst them and where you can humble yourself to give it to them and not beat it on their head. You don't beat nobody with the word. You give them what God says and you go on. My grandfather, y'all, I talk about him a lot because it's a lot of stuff he left behind. Not only him, but my grandmother, but I'm talking about him right now. He was so wise. When he told you something, he didn't keep coming in with it either. Told you one time. He didn't say nothing else because he knew. He, he, didn't, he didn't have to fuss with you. I remember I had a car, and this car that I had, I got tired of the car. The reason why I got tired of the car, because when I was dating my husband, he got a new car. So I'm like, I want a new car. He got a new car. Why can't I get a new car? Granddaddy prophesied to him and told him he don't even need a coast. Well, Granddaddy told him, you can get that new car. My husband was like, I can't get that car. I don't have no money. He said, yes, you can. He gave him a handkerchief, and he said, I want you to have faith knowing in what I said. He went into that car dealership, y'all, got him that new Escort 4 GT, and the people looked at my husband like he was crazy and asked my husband, did you get your uncle drunk to co-sign for you? Because you make more money than him. How did this go through? Wisdom of God. So when he got his car, I was like, I'm going to get me a car. Y'all, let me tell you. Mm, 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 mm. I remember the day... My title for this car came in, and I didn't know what a title was. So I took it to Granddaddy, and I said, Granddaddy, what is this? He said, he, he always had that laugh. Ha-ha. I'm like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, what are you laughing at? He said, let me tell you something. He said, you got a free car. I said, free car? I said, Granddaddy, you know I have to work to pay for this car. He said, uh-uh, that man sent you the title. He said, let me tell you what you do. He said, you got two choices. You can pay off this car, continue to pay it off, or you don't have to pay it off. He said, but I'm going to tell you what you don't do. Don't get rid of this car. Okay, granddaddy. But he gave me wisdom. Let the man know. 
I called this man and told him I got the title. This man told me. He said, yep, I sent you the title by mistake. And he said, it's your choice. If you want to continue to pay me, you can pay me. If you don't, the car yours. I said, hallelujah. Y'all know it was mine because I wasn't going to pay him not another dime. <laughs> but Granetti told me, do not get rid of that car. Jealousy. Envy. You think I'm going to let him ride around with a new car? And I got this old Chevette. Now, my Chevette, y'all, it was hitting. Had my rims on it. It was shining. Oh, no, I wasn't going to let it go. Y'all know how the enemy do. He got a car. You don't. I'm out looking for a car, looking for a car. Found a car and let this man swindle me, y'all. I traded in a Chevette for a Yugo. And it was a Yugo. Next thing I know, the man let me know I got a good deal. My Uncle Butch called me one day and said, Man, I saw your car. He got it high up on the ramp. That car sold. Because it was a better car than what I got. Three years I tried to get rid of the car, y'all. Three years I only had 26,000 miles on that car. Go to the car lot, they laughing at me. I'm like, why are they laughing at me? The man said, what you been doing, driving this car backwards? He said, you got low miles, but we don't want it. Let me tell you what happened. My daddy had an accident with that car. When he had the accident, he called me because it was good on gas. Daddy can drive that car all week off for how much, daddy? Less than a tank. Daddy loved that little car. Car got totaled. Y'all, when the car got totaled, when my daddy called me and told me it was totaled, I just wanted to know he was all right. I wasn't thinking about the car. And here I am with no car. But guess what? My grandfather, through his wisdom, told me what not to do. I didn't listen to wisdom. I listened to flesh. What am I saying to you? When God has given somebody wisdom for you and that person loves you and you know that they in tone with God, take what they're saying. For three years, I struggled with something I did not have to struggle with, but I learned my lesson. When I finally got me a car, y'all, God blessed me with the car. But let me tell you how God blessed me with the car. See, when you got praying parents and grandparents, they're praying on your behalf. And I remember... I went all over Wilmington looking for me a car. Y'all, the man told me, he said, you've been all over Wilmington. Sheep that long. Nobody would give me a car. But he said, I'm going to give you a car. This car has so many miles on it. My husband said, no, don't get the car. We were dating then. Let's talk to your daddy first, and then we'll bring him the money back. On my way home, this is what I did. I bowed my head, and I said, Lord, I said, not what I want. It's what you want for me. If you want me to take that car, God, I'll take it. But I humble myself before you. The moment I lift up my head, my sister said, where are you? I said, I'm coming from Wilmington. She said, a car, uh, I can't call his name, but he's been calling you. He wants you to come back to the dealership. Got back to the dealership. He said, I got two new cars. One is a stick shift. The other is automatic. Pick which one you want. You can drive it off the lot. God showed me who he was. See, God will use things to show you he's above man. He's above what man say. He turned the hearts of men towards me. When the man showed me, you've been all over Wilmington, and nobody want to give you a car. 
But when I humble myself before God and say, it's not about me, God. It's about what you want me to have. God gave me that car. From that day forward, I had 13 cars. Because I made up my mind in what I wanted to do. But part of them 13 cars wasn't God. It was me. I wanted some cars with buttons in them. And when they got old to me, I went and got another one. I was bold. Telling them what I'm not going to give them and what they're going to give me. So God let me know, I want you to use that for me. Not for man, but for me. So what am I telling you? We got to be bold when it comes to God. People are going to come against you when you're standing for God. Joseph's family came against him because of what he believed. He believed what God was telling him. Y'all know what happened to Joseph. His own brothers tried to kill him. But he went from the pit to prison to the palace. See, it was stages. Some of you are in stages right now going through different things in your life. But what was he holding on to? He was holding on to what God said in the beginning. He was holding on to how they were going to bow down to him. It, it didn't come to the fullness right then, but God gave him favor everywhere he went because he trusted God more than what he see. He trusted God more than he trusted the pit that he was in. God pulled him out of the pit. I believe he was speaking to him in the midst of the darkness and say, I am light and light overcome darkness. You're coming out of this pit. So he went into a place where he could make decisions for the master that he was up under Potiphar. But then the devil had somebody in the midst of him right there. The devil's going to always have somebody in the midst to take you out of your position. To take you out of trusting God. But Joseph was so in tone with God. That even sex couldn't take him out of here. Ooh wee. Me and y'all better say, hallelujah, hallelujah, there is a God. He knew that that woman belonged to Potiphar. He knew that that woman did not belong. Y'all better hear this, men. Somebody need to hear this. The woman was coming being very tempting. Lie with me. She was looking at old Joseph, looking at how good he looked. Just eyed him down every day. And Joseph would dismiss her. A woman don't like to be dismissed. She's going to get more seductive because the enemy, I'm talking to somebody. The enemy going to use them to get more seductive. One day you're going to see them in a long skirt coming to church. Act like they more holy than thou. And every time they come, the skirt going to get a little bit higher. The shirt going to get a little bit tighter. You ain't going to see no pins no more. You're going to see all cleavage and all boobs. I'm just being honest. They're going to have on eyelashes that's going to reach out to you. They're going to know how to look at you and how to do the eyes to get you all tempted. They're going to know how to do the little walk. See, every day they're going to come up with a little bit until it get to the fullness. And then some of you men are going to say, done, done had them before you had them. But Joseph, men, can you say, but Joseph, I'm hearing a little bit over here and a little bit over there, but I ain't hearing too much out there. Hello? 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 I need to put y'all over there. But Joseph, he kept his butt out of it. Joseph rather obey God than flesh. Joseph ran for his life and she pulled something from Joseph to set him up. 
Can I tell you something, men? You being sought up. Because when you deny a woman that really wants you and you running for your life, they're going to have something on you that is going to make it look like you're lying. But Joseph knew he was not a liar. He knew he was standing up for what's right. So he got thrown in prison. And guess what? God said, even though you're in prison, I'm going to raise you up in prison to let them know that I'm a God of the prison. So he gave him favor. Then Joseph in prison, he revealed dreams. Then the person supposed to told the king the dream, but didn't tell him until the appointed time. He remembered, he go to king. I had a dream. Bring forth what the soothsayers bring forth them. Bring forth the people to tell me about my dream. See, here come another man. They couldn't tell him. They remembered Joseph. And Joseph began to pour out what the interpretation was. And guess what God did? He promoted Joseph to the palace. Why? It was the wisdom of God that got him to the palace. Because no man could do it but God. And Joseph did not take the glory. He knew it was coming from God. Just like Daniel knew it was coming from God. He knew it didn't come from him. He revealed where it was coming, y'all. What am I telling you today? You got to draw for wisdom now. You got to draw off of God in every given situation in your life. It cannot come from man that don't know God. And even if you're around man that say they know God and they're doing things outside of the word of God, you can't draw off of that. You have to draw completely off God, off of God because what God does is totally different from the way the world does it. And the only way the world is going to see that he's God It's through you. God's glory is in you. Another thing I want to use on how God has used me, and I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on God. I told y'all about the speakers up here. He's bringing it back to my remembrance. We paid a lot of money for these speakers. And Athea back there that worked with the sound, it was having this terrible sound in them. So I brought somebody in here to try to help to tell us what was going on with the sound. Well, first they came in here and they was trying to help, but I noticed something was kind of off. And let me tell you what God did. This person knew more about sound than I did. Both of us are saved. Both of us supposed to know Jesus, right? And it disturbed me because I knew those speakers are not gone. So they told me, they said, go ahead and call where you got the speakers from. Maybe they'll send you some speakers and... It'll work out. So we're calling the people about the speakers, and they're telling me that it could be something that we done, da-da-da-da-da-da. So I still didn't feel right. So I began to pray. I said, Lord, I'm getting an unction in me. There's something not right with those speakers. Something is wrong. So I talked to Apostle, and she got me in contact with another sound engineer. You know how you get second opinions? So when we brought them out here, they were going through everything, going through everything. And they said, I believe the speakers are gone. I said, "Mm mm-mm. I said, the Lord showed me. He said, tell them to switch things back like they were. So I told them. And they were like, no, that, that ain't got nothing to do with it. I said, I'm telling you, switch it back. That's all I want you to do. Just switch it back. Because I told the other person the same thing. They wouldn't switch it back. They said, ain't got nothing to do with it. I left it alone. When the second people come in here, I said, switch it back. They switched it back. Lo and behold, speakers are working. 
Now, we could have gotten rid of $5,000, and they were good speakers. How did I know this? I'm not a sound engineer, but God is. God know beyond man. So this is what I'm going to leave with you today because I'm still not finished with wisdom. Before you make any decision, you better seek God first. Don't be in a hurry and don't rush. Wait on him. And say, God, I need to hear from you. Regardless of where you think you need to go or what you think you need to do, just stop for a while. And say, God, I want to pause right here. I want a quick fix. Yes, I do. I want this to be all over with. Because I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes, y'all, we can go through in our bodies. Sometimes we can go through in finances with our children. We just want it to be over. We don't want to go through it no more. But I'm learning that when you wait on the Lord, he will renew your strength while you're waiting on him. You will run and not get weary. You will walk and not faint. Because God is the one that's keeping you. God is going to keep you because he wants people to know, I did this. Man didn't have nothing to do with this. I did this. The same God that bought sight back to the blind. The same God that made the lame walk, the deaf hear. The same God that was in this Bible is the same God in you that departed the Red Sea so they can walk on dry land. The same God that healed the man with the withered hand by just telling him to scratch forth that hand. The same God that healed the man that was laying at the temple by Peter saying, silver and gold have I none. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. The same God. That healed the woman that was bent over for so many years. The same God that supplied food with two fish and five loaves of bread. The same God that took and told him the first fish that come up. Then pulled the tax money from that fish for you and me. The same God is the same God that's in you. But we don't recognize that. We run to man that don't know him. Come on, y'all, I'm hurting. We run to man that haven't even accepted him. And we're asking man in situations, what do we do? But we haven't checked with God. Because God know where all of us are. And God is going to send you when you're not where you need to be. He's going to send you to the right person to help you and not kill you. Understand what I'm saying? He know what you believe and what you don't believe. But when you stop and you say, God, I can't take this no more. God, I need help. He's going to send you where you need to go. He's going to give you wisdom because he know who he can trust. He's going to turn their heart towards you. Wait on the Lord in every given situation. But while you're waiting, build yourself up in the word. Because every day I asked him, Lord, what would you have for me to do? He has carried me and my husband for 20 some years, not on a job, but working for him. Come on, y'all. God has supplied for us for 20 some years when people walked out of the church, when it didn't look like it was a lot of people in the church, when it looked like the bank account was low, when it looked like we didn't have food in our cabinets, when it looked
looked like the children were going through, when it looked like we had pain in our body, God carried us for 20 some years. Every situation we've been through, I said, God, I need your wisdom. God, I can't do this by myself. I can't turn to nobody but you because you're the only one that know this. Show me how to do it. God will show you. He showed us with the church on how we had to do something in the church. And Jennifer, no, I didn't go to school to be an accountant. Darlene, no, I didn't go to school to be an accountant. But I know what God said. So each time that God would show me something is wrong with the numbers, it was something wrong. And each time we would sit before a banker, not having that many members, didn't know what we had, but just being obedient to God, the banker would look at the paperwork and I'd be like, oh, Lord. That's what I was saying to my old Lord. And he said, Miss Bryant, I see the spirit of excellency. I have never seen a church like this. I said, oh, praise Jesus. Every time we would show up, he would say the spirit of excellence. Different people. The spirit of excellency. Everything is in order. Why? Because when God show you, oh, people get mad at this, this pastor here. See, when you turn stuff over to people to do, and the pastor step in with wisdom, people are so prideful, they don't want to humble themselves. They think you don't know what you're talking about. Sometimes you got to leave them to themselves so they can be made a fool of. Then they can humble themselves and say, oh, what is that you want me to do? Sometimes you leave people alone. That's rebellion. Take God's wisdom. One thing that spiritually angers me. If God is giving you wisdom and you still talking about, I'm going to ask this man right here, is he saved? No, he my best friend. Okay, go to your best friend then. Because I got a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. So we need God's wisdom, y'all, in these trying times. Quit going everywhere looking for something that man can't give you. If they don't have a relationship with God, Quit asking them for something that they don't know. Wisdom is the word. But you got to know what the word is saying. Anybody that tell you that you can keep having sex out of marriage. And it's okay with God. That's a lie. Anybody that tell you. They're telling you half truth. You're married to that person. Yes, you are. Because the first one you sleep to with, that's your husband. But that's not God's way. See, they leave it. They're leaving part of it out. And that's what the enemy do. He gives you just enough for you to get by and make you feel like the life you live in is all right. But the God I serve, I'm going to tell you the truth. If you never say nothing else to me, it's okay. I'm going to still love you. But I have to give you what God is saying, y'all. And how do I know that God speaks? Because he has taken our daughter through four years of college, debt free. He has taken her 
And why do I keep bringing this up? Because I want to encourage parents. Don't look at your bank account when God got something for your children. He said he haven't seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. Don't you look at your bank account when your children need anything. You look to him. You look to the author and finish of your faith and say, God, this is my seed. And it's a need right now that my seed need. And I know it's already met. That's how God wants us to see him. Like he's already covered us. God know from day to day, y'all, what's going to happen in that day. So why wouldn't we go to God and say, God, this is the day you have made. The day has already been written on my behalf. You know what's going to come forth in this day. So help my day go the way you would have it to go and not the way I think it need to go. Whatever plans I have made, if they're out of alignment with your plans, show me, God. I'll change my plans. Our plans, our ways, our thoughts. It's not God's. So let's line up with this word. And let's begin to seek the wisdom of God like never before through the word of God and take our minds off of us. And let's put our mind on him and decree and declare what this word is saying. And I want to say some people's hearts are so hardened. Even through this message, people, let me tell you this though. There's worldly wisdom. There's heavenly wisdom, godly wisdom. We're supposed to obey the laws of this land. When they tell you, when you walk to a door, and I want to say this to church folks, and that sign says, if you have not been vaccinated, wear your mask. Put it on, people. Let me tell you why. Because you were bailing against authority. When they're telling you, don't be all hoovered up in these crowds. Quit trying to be act like you know God now. And never knew him before the pandemic. You can't even trust him to pay your bills. And now, I'm under Psalms 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high God shall abide up under the shadows of the almighty. I can say unto the Lord, I don't need no mass on. I can say unto the Lord, you're acting stupid. Because if you ain't trusting him, put the mask on, people. Obey the laws of the land. And if you're around somebody that is saved and they got a mask, just, just put it on. Because see, what you're doing, you're going to make them stumble. Because they're thinking, I got to do like they're doing. If they ain't where you are, put it on. That don't make you less of who you are. Put it on and then begin to speak the word of God to them. Go into Romans 14. It tells you all this. It tells you this. Some people want to be so brave. Ain't putting nothing on. Why I got to bow down to them. They need to bow down to God. Joseph didn't want to be in prison, did he? But through his prison experience, the whole nation got saved, apostle. He said it wasn't uh, what he went through. It was because God took him through it for the nation. So let's quit acting like we more holy than thou. Respect people around you. Don't feel like, oh, you're nothing because you, you, you got to put on a mask around them. Obey the laws of the land. You, that don't change who you are. 
Because, see, you can win a soul through what you're doing. Okay? And then don't, don't have people all around you that don't know Jesus either. Because, see, the devil sought you up. The ones that think they know him so well. Come to my house. Come to my house. We eat, drink, and be merry. Oh, Lord. I don't know why I'm feeling like this. I just don't feel good. I don't feel good. Jesus, help me. I told you not to invite them people to your house. But, Lord, they say they were saved. Everybody say they know me, don't know me. Oh, Lord. That's what's happening to some of you people now. Everybody that say family, you're going to see just how much family they are. Bringing everything to your house. Stop. I love myself some Jesus and he told me not to hang out with you today for some reason. I don't know why, but he told me. Don't hang out with you today. See, wisdom speaks. So you stay home and your family talking about you. See, I told you they were stuck up. Next thing you know, you get a call. Um, you better be glad you didn't come to this party. Girl, they busting COVID-19 left and right. You think you can say a prayer? Yeah, from my house. He sent the word and they healed all of you of COVID-19. Give God a hand clap of praise. God is good and he's good all the time, isn't he? 